standard issue for all women. Hi, Hannah here. I'm just sitting down with a cup of tea to tell you why you should sit down with a cup of tea and listen to both of our Sunday chops that we've put out today. Yay, we're spoiling you again. We've got two. This one I will tell you about in a moment. The other one is Mickey talking to disability activist Barbara Lisicki about her life and her activism and it is absolutely cracking. So when you finish listening to this, you know what to do. In this episode of Sunday Jobs, I went down to London to meet authors Sarah Breen and Emma McClysat who were over from Dublin to promote the launch of two of their three books in the UK for the first time. Oh my God, what a complete Ashling and the importance of being Ashling. And they told me the story of how a private joke between the two of them spread out amongst their friendship group, turned into a Facebook page, turned into an internet phenomena, turned into a three book deal, and now has turned into a film. And it is an absolutely cracking story and I enjoy talking to them immensely. So grab yourself a cuppa. Until next time. Wondering what to do for Christmas with your pals, loved ones, members of the same office? Then how about a trip out to see our faces? You know it's the right thing to do. Our next and final gig of the year is December the 16th at Leicester Square Theatre and we have got Lolly Edifope, we've got Laura Bates, we've got Susie Ruffle and we have got Felicity Ward. It's going to be cracking. You can get tickets and find out more information on our page of Sarah's website, which is www.sarahmillican.co.uk forward slash standard hyphen issue. See you there. Hi, I'm in London, joined by Emma McClyser and Sarah Breen, the authors of, well, you're journalists originally, aren't you? Yeah. And now authors of best-selling books, Oh My God, What a Complete Ashling. And now the importance of being Ashlyn, which are both published over here now after being quite the sensation <laughs> in Ireland. Being in a room with two Irish women, I need to say, Irish women are having an absolutely phenomenal year, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Go on, the gals. We're not doing too badly. <laughs> on both sides of the border, early in the year, Lisa McGee's Derry oh, Girls. Of course, Really, yes. like, I think it's Channel 4's most successful new sitcom And it's coming about, out on Netflix in the US yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. For, yeah. For it's so funny. We're so, big fans. So yeah, obviously, you repealed the 8th which is yeah, incredibly yeah. That successful. That was good crack. <laughs> Northern Ireland moving some way closer to a little bit. Definitely, creeping, yeah. creeping closer. I think a lot of the momentum yeah. from Repeal the Eighth is kind of helping a bit yeah. to push. Although she's not Irish. Lena Cartmel, who's doing some great stuff at, at the, the gate. Yeah. And the hockey team did tremendously well. Yes, yes. champions. Yeah. Do you feel like you're, the Irish, Irish women are on a wave of something? Well, I'd like to think so. I think so, yeah. And we, we have been kind of included in, as you said, this kind of wave of, of Irish women that are doing really well. So it's kind of unbelievable to us. <laughs> it's, a, it's an honour to be included in the same breath as all those women, yeah. I have to say. Yeah. And even to be here with books out in the UK, I mean, that was something we never thought would happen in a million years. Another reason I think I'm so pro Ireland this year is I, I spent some time with Marion Keyes, who is uh, quite a, oh, lucky a, a tremendous individual. She's a big fan of yours, yeah. isn't she? And also of her. I yeah. mean, she was one, she's our sort of joint favourite author. And she, when we wrote our book, I, when, when it was finished, we imagined someday getting it into her hands. We were just, I remember, I think, us saying, God, imagine Marion Keyes knew that we had written a book. And then next thing she was on her, U- on her YouTube channel holding our book saying, I love this, go out and buy it. So it's been, yeah, a wild ride. Yeah. She is just a singularly hilarious person. She's and such a champion. 
yeah, yeah. she's an extreme dote and such a champion of other women and other writers and is not afraid to big people up which I just think is a yeah, mark she's of very an amazing generous. woman yeah. probably the best place to start is if you can explain to us who Ashling is she's a character that Emer and I sort of conceived when we used to live together in this little flat in Stony Batter in Dublin and we used to spend a lot of that time hungover we were in our early 20s lying around under blankets watching reality TV talking absolute nonsense and one day we started talking about this certain type of girl that we'd sort of seen on the streets around us in work in our friend groups some of the first traits that we started identifying in this particular girl was she's the one that you see walking really fast to work carrying her lunchbox Tupperware in like a battered Brown Thomas which is a kind of a, a high-end department store in Dublin wearing her sketchers walking really fast getting her steps in and gaining some Weight Watchers points and we were like, what, what is this girl called? We all know one. And she's the one who's keeping the brown mascara industry going. She's never dyed her hair. Yeah. She has every single loyalty card that's available to anyone because mm. loyalty cards are basically free money. She's the opposite to us in some ways. Like, she'd never hoover up coins rather than pick them up. <laughs> like, she's never hidden behind, like, the couch to avoid the TV license inspector. We've never done that. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah. <laughs> she's, she does everything very by the book. She's really sensible. She's really pragmatic. When we first meet her, she's had the same boyfriend for, like, nine years. And, and yeah, she... the thing that we thought we decided about her was that she's kind of living this life of quiet desperation waiting for the boyfriend to propose you know those girls who get like a French French manicure every couple of weeks because they're going on a Groupon weekend away and they're just waiting for that question to be popped so that's how we came up with the idea for her and when we started explaining her to our friends everyone was like oh I know Ashling, or I sit beside Ashling in work or I am Ashling." and Emer made a Facebook group so we could share our Ashlingisms amongst our friends because we were texting them together to each other it was around the time of the uh, Angelina Brad Jennifer Aniston controversy so it was like Ashling is firmly team Jen yes <laughs> absolutely so then yeah Emer made the Facebook group and our friends immediately joined and then slowly a couple of other people joined once word got out but we could always trace it back to you know somebody who knew us and then one day somebody joined who wasn't in the group and then I think you were in a pub yeah somewhere and I heard two strangers at the bar talking about somebody and describing her as oh she's such an Ashling. Um, I was like, oh my God, it's it's in the lexicon. We've done it. <laughs> Ashling is out there. Um, like we just called her Ashling because it's a, a common Irish name. It wasn't after anyone in particular. Yeah. It's become almost a descriptor now. Shorthand like, for this specific type yeah. of girl. And I mean, you have her in the UK as well. Absolutely. Like I think All Bar One is probably where Ashling would go. Um, and she's been compared to Bridget Jones. Is that helpful or is that a hindrance? I think it's helpful in the UK because Bridget is such a good touchstone for people to to relate to but Bridget's you know very British and Ashling's very Irish but there are enough traits that Ashling has that are universal and relatable that even though our writing is quite Irish and Ashling's a very Irish girl people can still relate to her and go no I know I know who that is and I can identify that person and also I think the Irish Bridget Jones just sounds like something I would absolutely want to read yeah <laughs> I have read the first book I haven't got around to the second one but it's on my list you'll get there I've spent a lot of time in Ireland and also got Irish family so a lot of the verbiage I get but you have actually included a sort of a glossary to help people around some of the language that you use in it yeah there's some of the lingo that we actually had to change some bits as well um, yeah there's some of the lingo that mightn't have been so familiar to UK audiences things like West Coast Cooler is a very popular drink in Ireland it's kind of like a wine spritzer or something yeah very low alcohol content yeah. Ashley can put away about five or six <laughs> without being too worried about yeah. a hangover the next and then she could also alternate them with water as yeah. well 
Um, so we had to explain that. And there was a couple of other things as well. I yeah, think. like there's like GAA, which is, you know, the National Sport in Ireland, yeah. Gaelic Athletics, Athletic Association. And a lot of references to that had to kind of be just anglicised a bit so that people weren't reading it going, what are this pair on about? Uh. <laughs> And I think we had to change a few uh, few Irish celebrities who have never quite made it over the Irish Sea, so we had to change a few names there. And um, some corn snacks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you guys don't have a delicious um, crisp here called Meanies. Uh, we changed that to Monster Munch. So yeah. there was a few little things that we had to alter, but nothing major. Nothing major. No major story points or anything. Now, you created this together, but you've also <laughs> written it together. Personally, as someone who writes, I don't know if I could work with somebody else. H- how's <laughs> it been for you? It's been great. Like, we have never written a book together or individually before, uh, so we have uh, nothing to compare it to. Right. And the best thing is you only have to write half a book if you write with somebody yeah. else. Yeah. Not that we're lazy or anything. So we just devised a way of doing it. I mean, we signed the book deal. We had to write it. We, just, uh, we just signed on the dotted line. Another fine mess we got ourselves into. <laughs> well, I read that you, that, that you were Googling how to write a book. Well, nobody was born knowing how to write yeah. a book. And we didn't go to, like, book writing school. So, yeah, we had to. And our publisher in Ireland, who originally approached us, they don't normally publish fiction. So when they asked us to put something about the character of Ashling on paper, we think that they sort of meant, you know one of those, like, little gift books that you might buy on Christmas Eve? You know, vignettes or little jokes or whatever. Um, so Maybe we, a hardback with illustrations. Yeah. And, like, just some Ashlingisms. you know. Yeah. You'd get it in Oxfam in January. Like. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then, you know, we saw it as an opportunity to bring Ashling to a wider audience. And our background is media and writing. We always said, oh, wouldn't it be great to write a book? And then we thought, okay, maybe this is our opportunity. Maybe this is the time we need to sit down and write a book. And could we do it together? But we Googled, can people write books together? And there are Some other people yeah. do do it. duos out there. Yeah. The way we did it, though, was to figure out what was going to happen in the first few chapters. Flipped, flipped a coin, coin to see who would write the first chapter. And we went from there. And it just worked. We have been friends for a long time. And we have a very similar tone and a style of writing and sense of humour. So when we sent the first batch of chapters to our editors they were like oh we can't tell who wrote what or where Emer ends and Sarah starts so that was great and yeah. because we know this character for 10 years it's not like Emer's picking up my thoughts it's all written from Ashling's point of view so she's picking up Ashling's thoughts and we know her so well that we know how she would react in any situation in front of any person so it's the, it's the only way we know how to do it the first book was really really successful in Ireland and then we got the deal to do two more books and when we went to start the second book we didn't want to change the formula too much. Like, Emer didn't even have Word on her computer. We were doing it on Google Docs. <laughs> Other authors find that very stressful because there's fancy software you can get and everything. But we didn't want to change the formula too much because as mad as it sounds, it just, it worked it for worked, us. It worked, yeah. Talking about writing something and not knowing what you're doing, you're also writing a screenplay, aren't you? <laughs> Again, oh, another fine mess. Another uh, fine mess. Now, we've done a lot of Googling around this one. <laughs> yeah, when the book became successful, almost immediately after it came out in Ireland... Uh, we started getting emails and calls from TV production companies and film production companies and we love a free cup of tea so we met with everyone who wanted to talk to us and it was amazing that these doors were becoming open to us. But we have no background in script writing or anything. We've never gone to film school. I think we did a module of script writing when we were in college. Yeah, I think we might have bigged that up quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we talked to everybody and eventually we went and decided to work with Element Pictures who are um, an amazing company in Ireland. They have a done some phenomenal things like Room which Brie Larson won an Oscar for Um, so we know we're in really good hands and they have been really supportive and we work closely with the producer and the head of development 
to try and bring it to the screen. So how many drafts of the treatment did we do, Emer? Oh, God, I don't know. Loads. Yeah. <laughs> um, which, it's, we're told it's normal, but I mean, we don't know how crap it is. Yeah, it's difficult trying to condense a, be- a book down into you know 90 minutes on the screen especially when the book is written so much from Ashley, it's Ashling's thoughts yeah. and then trying to get that onto you know what you can show on screen is difficult probably it's the- been challenging and we and it's quite formulaic as well so we have to change the timeline a little bit but of course we know that people are really loyal to the book so we don't want to lose yeah, that's certain the- things yeah it's really hard because people have their favorite bits or they love a scene and it's and they love some key dialogue so it's maybe putting that dialogue elsewhere mm. um, moving things and around. there's a lot of expectation like a lot of people in Ireland have read this book and loved this book so we don't want to ruin their lives yeah <laughs> they're like we can't wait for the film it's like oh and <laughs> um, so our next deadline is coming up oh my god so soon so soon well i have to say it's really impressive that you you are the people writing it because so often with women writers they aren't allowed to go as far as doing the screenplay it is quite often put I into the hands I think we kind of we, su- we suggested it we suggested it and then a week into it we're like why did we do this yeah we were at the, they invited us to our, uh, their Christmas party last year and we met with like Andrew Rowe and Ed Guiney at that party who were you know the executive producers of all of Elements they've films. been to the Oscars they've been to know? the Oscars we were invited yeah. and then we were like yeah we could totally write the screenplay and next thing you know we're in a boardroom and it's all happening and and we're googling what are the best rom-com <laughs> yeah. screenplay so can we emulate them because as with when we were offered the book too we would rather not do it than do it crap so we have really high standards for ourselves (laughs) and we just want to be we want it to be the best it can be and we know that from their perspective they're going to do a great job so we just have to fulfil our end of the bargain yeah are you starting to think now oh I wonder who could play her yeah like we do get people sending us audition tapes oh really (laughs) asking asking is it going to be an open casting call can I come yeah, it's it's a question that's come up a lot. We kind of think it would be great to find, like there's so much brilliant Irish talent and loads of emerging Irish talent and it would be great to find an actress who could play Ashling and make the role really her own. So the short answer is is not very exciting or glamorous in that we don't have like a big name yeah. in mind for who could play Ashling. You know, Elman Pictures obviously have their ideas and they're the pros. Yeah. But we'd love to see someone brilliant make the role her own and you know Renee Zellweger she was Bridget Jones we'd yeah. love to have someone and she make... wasn't the obvious choice no. exactly I mean, yeah. with her being American yeah. she stars. nailed the accent and that's something I mean there... well you couldn't have a cat accent now. the you amount couldn't. of people who make a Hames of Irish accents yeah. is just oh god you know, yeah. yeah deplorable so yeah. I mean we'd have to be pretty strict there it's either somebody who's it's either someone Irish or somebody who can really, really yeah. nail down but we like the idea of having some um, like well-known names in the supporting cast. Oh, we'd we'd love a few Gleasons, Brendan, yeah. Donald. <laughs> Get a, maybe some kind of family deal on those. Yeah. And there's even talk of maybe having a British person in the cast yeah. somewhere as well, which would be really cool because we'd love to have it out here as well. Yeah. Now, am I allowed to tell people that you are pregnant or is that something yeah, you are keeping? Yeah, I haven't really talked about it, but it's fine. Okay, it's so do you think the experience of being pregnant gives you some ideas for where you might go with Ashling in the future? Does well, she's it? kind of on a certain trajectory, I yeah. think, that people would like to see her get the house, get the man, settle down, maybe have a baby. Mm. But on her own terms. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I think that is what has changed. I mean, it delights me because I'm a person who has sort of no romance in myself, to be honest. That's what you want at the end, is not for a man to come and save her yeah. and not, not for it to be, oh, 
now I'm going to be married for a year and now I'll have a baby. Well, that's what Ashley did in the first book. She examined. Yeah, that's what she wanted, wasn't it? Yeah, Yeah. she's like, actually, do I want all this stuff or is it because everybody around me is having all this stuff? Yeah, she she felt like she was on a timeline and she had to have these things by a certain time. And because she was going out with a certain guy at this point in her life that he had to be the one to settle down with. Whereas her perspective has changed a bit. So we don't really know what's going to happen. But we do write a lot from life experience, so it would make sense for something like you know having children or being pregnant to work their way into the books because that's you know what Sarah's know, life experience yeah. there's a lot of comedy to be had around weddings <laughs> yeah and parties people come up to us on the street and give us ideas their hopes and wishes for her but who knows really yeah, who knows that was going to be my next question can you go out for a drink in Ireland without hearing about other people's friends Um, yeah a new thing now that people kind of approach us when we're together when we're together we're a little bit recognisable I think but when we're apart we're not really but yeah we do get a lot of uh, suggestions as to what should happen to Ashling, or you know oh my friend's such an Ashling, or did you write that about me I feel like I'm that Ashling, you know but um Adima takes all the suggestions to heart really. I'm always like whatever anyone says people might be like I think you know Ashling should build a house and I'm like oh that, that's what we have to write about that now because <laughs> if we don't put a house build into the into the book they're all going to be so disappointed they're not going to buy it they're not going to enjoy it we're going to just ruin it for them and we're then Sarah's the them. voice of reason and she's like calm down yeah but at the same time I'm like oh my god maybe they're right <laughs> because you don't want to disappoint people that's what happens when people take a character into their hearts you know they want the best for her and it's our job to throw obstacles at her I mean we want the best for her ultimately yeah but it can't be an easy ride now this book is launching across Europe now you've been in America recently because we've been having a Hamilton conversation (laughs) our listeners will know that I have Hamilton (laughs) conversations with absolutely everybody are you on release in America as well no not just yet but we're hoping that the success you would think that women in America would eat this up yeah I I think America probably I don't really I don't know really know a lot about American publishing but I think they probably would tend to catch on to maybe a book from Ireland like a little bit mm. behind, you know. They, they want to wait and see how they it does. They need to see so. a, strong, a strong track record, I think, and especially because we have a third book to come out as well and it could be a case where they're waiting to see how it does. Yeah. Um, but we also have deals in Germany, which is a really big market. Um, the latest one is Slovenia. Slovenia, Korea, Korea. the Czech Republic. <laughs> and we never thought in a million years the book would travel outside of our friends, yeah. let alone outside of the country. So to be sitting here in London talking about it is pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Maybe get to go to all those places as well, which would be Ooh, that'd be quite fun. fun. Yeah, because yeah. your lives must have changed enormously. Absolutely, last, yeah. Well, this is our full time job now, which I don't think we would have ever imagined. You know, when we started writing the first book, we both had full time jobs. And wrote it, you know, in the evenings and kind of cobbled it together yeah. and hoped for the best. But yeah, we've been afforded the, the luxury of, of making this our full time job now. So um, our lives have changed completely. And for the most part, it's just us having fun. Yeah, hanging around, driving yeah. to things. Like, So we did a lot of festivals over the summer in Ireland, literary festivals, which involved us going on long road trips. And... I know it's eating worth sweets. Eating sweets. Yeah. We're we very knowledgeable about petrol station confectionery offerings. Yeah, <laughs> chewy sweets, which level of chewiness we're into, then the corn snacks. All this stuff would be very boring if you were doing it alone. Not boring, but I think it would be quite I lonely. don't know how people do it alone. It gets worse and worse the longer you, you drive. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like and every aspect buddy. of it as well, not just the travelling thing, but like we always have a sounding board if we come up with an idea for, you know, a subplot or a plot or whatever. Or, yeah, as we said, somebody to talk you down off the ledge. When yeah. you're like, oh, or even when we're just writing the books, we do a chapter each, usually, or a couple of chapters each, and then send them to each other. 
and you know I'd always be sending mine to Sarah going oh this is crap it's shit I'm so sorry you know that it's so bad and then she comes back and goes it's not it's really good mine is bad and there you was know. a point in when we were like almost finished the second book and I was like Emer this is dire this is dire we're going to be fired nobody's going to read this <laughs> and then she was like I think I'm going to do a bridging chapter between these two plots and just as far as I'm concerned it saved the whole book mm. it's like oh that's what we needed some little MacLyce magic do you have a timetable at all for when people can look out for a third book we are due to deliver it in Ireland by the end of next April I think isn't it yes oh, I start crying <laughs> yeah. although you're due to deliver something else I'm due to deliver a baby in February wow um, <laughs> so famous last word we always say this we'll just get loads of it done before Christmas and then it'll be all fine we we'll, always make it work yeah we'll make it work we're journalists. <laughs> no, you know, I exactly. you, you we're know used how to, to deadline. Deadlines, yeah. yeah. Although I find most journalists I know go, oh, the deadline's tomorrow. I best crack on. Well, that's us. us. Yeah. <laughs> in the beginning of April. I'm not sure when it's going to be out in the UK. Possibly this time next year for the third book, going on the schedule that the the first two have come out. So this first two have just come out here in paperback together. So it's like this lovely little package. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't suppose you've got time for any other side projects, or do you? Have you got anything else on the go at the moment? Not at the moment, no. no. Because aside from writing, there's all this other stuff that you have to do as well. Like, there's like a lot coming of phone to meet calls. us, yeah. yeah. Coming to London, it's always a pleasure. A lot of phone calls, a lot of interviews, a lot of meetings, a lot of, you know, and when you're a success, we've you know been very successful in Ireland over the past year, so people want you to come on to their shows and just yeah. talk and, you know, give your opinions on things, and that's great, but, you know, it's all... Yeah. It's all time consuming. Yeah, you have to turn down some stuff as well just because we need to actually, I mean, to be quite honest, we haven't started the third book yet and we need to get going. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks very much. Standard Issue for All Women.